asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Let's be honest, the first place our family turns to when we're looking for a quick getaway is always Airbnb. I know we can find an amazing place to stay at the beach, like St. Simons on the Georgia coast, for instance. Mm -hmm. It's one of our favorite spots. That's what comes to mind, Matt, when I'm thinking about travel. And while you're staying at someone else's home, have you ever thought about what you could be doing with your own home? That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you are away because that is all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room if you've got one. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing why degrees are for dummies, the best new credit card perk out there, and crypto psychos. Crypto psychos. That's that's got a nice ring to it. Uh, looking forward to <laughs> almost like radical sabbaticals. <laughs> it actually, yeah, it does have a, a similar ring for sure. Uh, this is our Friday flight, where every week we've uh, taken a look at some of the different headlines uh, that we've come across this week, and we're going to talk about how they're going to impact your money. We've got a lot of different stories we're going to get to, but first, Joel, did you want to uh, talk about that? We got that email from a listener up in New York, Barry, and uh, he was basically he was complaining, uh, and it's okay to complain when the law are stacked against you. Yes. Uh. <laughs> well, fortunately, Barry was not complaining about us, which to no, us, no. which honestly, you know, we receive complaints about ourselves on occasion from listeners and That's we're true. willing to take them. We actually have an address where you can submit that at howtomoney.com slash do better. So if you think there's room for improvement on the show, we, we would love that constructive criticism. But no, Barry had complaints about some of the laws in his state of New York. And and Barry uh, is a 75-year-old listener, which I just love that we First have of all, people that is amazing. <laughs> who listen. And I had no idea that, you know, I don't know. I picture somebody like me, maybe somebody a little bit younger, somebody a little bit older, but to have uh, 75-year-old listeners, that's amazing. That's fun. It's cool. So Super b- cool. Big thanks to Barry for reaching out. But And he was telling me something I did not know, that in the state of New York, it is illegal to ride a, an e-bike 
on mm-hmm. streets where it's what over 30 miles an hour i think exactly and yeah. so it is permitted only on streets where it's 30 miles per hour or less that's so, that's the law so what it's doing is it's preventing somebody from barry from hopping on a bike because at the age of 75 my guess is like i'll only want to ride e-bikes too i, I mostly ride e-bikes now but um so it, I, I think he mentioned too that just around him there's a lot of elevation change like there's a lot of hills and yep. it's not the easiest for him yep and, um, and regular bikers are still allowed to ride on these streets that's but e-bikers are so not. that's the problem yeah. right because on one hand i could see the state whoever it is that set the rules you know i could see them saying well this is for the safety of the e-bike rider we want to make sure that you're not taking your e-bike on a road that's set for 45 55 miles per hour because we don't want you holding up traffic. Yeah. Uh, E-biking it's, it's on dangerous. the interstate is obviously a yeah, bad you, and, and really any biking. <laughs> you don't want to do that. But the fact is, you can totally make an argument that an e-bike would be better suited uh, on any road out there versus a, a traditional bike, yeah. right? With e-assist, you're more likely to be able to sustain a faster speed. And so, yeah, it's, it's kind of ridiculous, but it's one of the things that you come across when there are rules or laws that are trying to be passed, you know, on a very broad basis where it's not taking individual circumstances into account, right? We, we would much rather see uh, us as individuals have the freedom to decide ourselves whether or not we are willing to take that risk. Because guess what? There's a 35 mile per hour road, Joel, just outside of our neighborhood. I don't ride on that road <laughs> because basically it's like a four lane highway. Yeah. Even though, did you know that it was 35 miles per hour out there on Moreland? Most of the cars go a lot faster. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And because I'm not going to ride on I'm that ne- either. No, I never ride on that road. Uh, it sort of seems like a death wish. (laughs) But even still, I think it should be up to the individual because fact is, for him specifically, for Barry, this law is, it's it's costing the state money, right? Because for him, what's going to have more of an impact on the infrastructure? Him riding a bike, an an e-bike around, or him driving a vehicle? I guarantee the vehicle is going to be harder on the roads than than his bike. It's it's costing him money because it's going to be much more affordable for Barry to get around on an e-bike versus a a car. It's going to give him some exercise and just going to be joyful too. Absolutely. I think just wherever bikes go, e-bikes should be able to go. Totally. um, And I told Barry, I was like, reach out to your your local representative. I think these are the kind of things that you should take to your local representative. They should hear from you if there is a law like that, that you're like, that doesn't work for me. And I don't, uh, you know, and maybe he'll get a good explanation that makes sense, but, and and maybe nothing will change, but at least your voice should be heard. And so that's what we encourage Barry to do. Barry, best of luck. And I hate that you can't ride an e-bike right now, man. But Matt, let's move on. Let's get to the Friday flight uh, sampling of stories we found interesting this week and how they pertain to your personal finances. The first story we have to cover is, let's talk about inflation again, because uh, we got some new inflation numbers this week. We did. And it is- Big eight, surprise. Eight and a half percent year over year is now where the rate of inflation stands. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you remember, Matt, the word transitory that got used a lot. Uh, we, we used that word we, a lot. We even a good mentioned it, yes. <laughs> and uh, that was a cute word, but it uh, <laughs> ended up not- <laughs> Key while it lasted. Happening. Right. Uh, it quickly outgrew the uh, the cute phase and then it quickly launched itself into that awkward middle school phase. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. That's what the uh, eight and a half feels like right now, where it's just like, oh man, that's that's rough. Well, and most of us didn't need to hear those inflation numbers on Tuesday to, to realize that prices are going up that's all true. around us, right? At the grocery store, at the, the gas pump, especially. We're, we're seeing it all around us. We're experiencing it basically every day. And <laughs> there was a, a new survey from CNBC and Acorns, and it revealed that for 48% of Americans say they're thinking about higher prices, quote unquote, all the time. So I don't know if that means like while they're sleeping, while, while they're talking right. to friends, like they can't get it off their minds, but I get it, right? It's kind of pervasive and it's something that we kind of can't stop thinking about because it affects us so much. And even for folks with you know solid savings and a steady job, inflation has created financial hardship and uncertainty 
And then for folks living paycheck to paycheck, you know, food, rent, and gas price increases have had, of course, an even bigger impact. Inflation continues to be a problem that hurts uh, consumers everywhere. Yeah, you can't use the line anymore where it's just like, well, it's, it's only a certain sector of the economy that's seeing inflation. No, no, no. We're food, housing, rent, the cost of gasoline. These are only things that we all have to pay, like <laughs> virtually like on a daily or monthly basis. I'm going on a hunger strike because of inflation. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, we are, we're seeing even higher rates of inflation in some of those specific sectors, like food at home. So that's, uh, that's groceries and Federal Reserve speak. <laughs> but it's actually up 10%. So in reality, we're probably feeling it a, a bit more acutely than the numbers are actually showing. Uh, and of course, the, the Fed, they are finally raising rates in an effort to slow the rate of inflation right now. But that could induce other problems that are yet to be seen. Um, headlines in every major financial publication these days are shouting that this might lead us into a recession. Ooh, the R word. That's right. Yeah, we're actually going to talk more about the uh, the possibility of a recession and, and what it is that you could do to prepare for that possibility. Yeah, you can look forward to that episode next Wednesday. Yeah. By the way, if you're not subscribed to the show, make sure you subscribe so you do get all of those episodes in your podcatcher. And, and, and Matt, you're right. Let's talk about gas for a second because that was like the number one reason for inflation continuing to go up. And, you know, uh, uh, prices are up 48% year over year just um, for, for gasoline. But one of the biggest questions I've had personally is why is it the gas prices seem to shoot up like a rocket, but they, they fall so slowly, even as oil prices are cratering? Well, the Washington Post actually tackled that conspiracy this week, which I appreciate because that has definitely been a conspiracy theory on my mind. Crude oil prices are down more than 20% in the past month and a half. But gas prices really have only ticked down just a little bit in most places. And that, to me, seems suspicious. Like, is are, is there price fixing going on? Like, what's happening? And uh, well, the best explanation uh, given by an economist from Clemson is that drivers shop more carefully when gas prices are rising. They tend to be less price sensitive when gas prices are falling. And so these gas stations are actually making less money as prices are shooting through the roof. They don't want to be seen like they're gouging their customers or as being the most expensive gas station on the block so that they end up losing people who would normally fill up there on a regular basis. But then as prices fall, they have more ability to increase their margins. And so that that made sense to me. I guess it's always been frustrating uh, that gas prices don't seem to fall as quickly. But I thought that explanation made sense. If you want to kind of read more detail on that, there was a great explanation in that article. We'll link to it in our show notes. Yeah. And hopefully, prices will, will fall a little bit faster, though, because the average driver is spending more than 2% of their monthly income on gas right now. And that is, it's not an insignificant amount, at least. And these sky high gas prices, they, they aren't just impacting us individually at the pump, because even if you drive an electric vehicle, you're still paying for these increased uh, prices, these higher costs uh, of gas as well. And that's because rising diesel prices means transporting goods across the country, uh, that that's costing all of us more money. Even rising jet fuel costs mean that what you pay for an airline ticket, that that is going up as well. Jet fuel, it literally costs uh, 139% more than it did not a year ago, not year over year, but just from January 1st, which is insane. Uh, and so, yeah, keep that in mind because you do have the ability to curb your own your gas consumption, at, at least up until a point. We are still going to notice and feel that increase in, in countless other areas of our lives as well. That's right. So it feels like it's all doom and gloom on the inflation front. Prices are going up. <laughs> There's not much we can do about it. I mean, A lot of bad news. Yeah. The, the, and there are, again, we've talked about this on, on past episodes, Matt, there are things people can do to combat inflation. And, and one of those is to shop around for goods and services that you already use in order to save money, especially those recurring monthly expenses. And I thought my found cool this week, one of the places that you're not seeing prices increase 
is when it comes to your cell phone bill, mm-hmm. at least if you're a smart shopper. And we talk about Mint Mobile quite a bit on the show. Like they, They've helped basically fuel a price war that has benefited all of us. Right. But this isn't about Mint. No. Nope. This is about another <laughs> cell phone company because uh, there are other fantastic cell phone carriers out there too, fantastic discounters. And Google Fi has some excellent plan offerings that just got a good bit cheaper this week. Their unlimited plan for one person, it's it's still, in my estimation, a little expensive. It's 50 bucks. Mint, Mint Mobile's is 30 But if you can wrangle four folks onto that same unlimited plan, your monthly total is only going to be 80 bucks, yeah, 20 pretty, bucks nice. a person, right? For unlimited really good. calling, texting, and data is pretty great. So um, I think- The family plan is back. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that tells me. Basically. That's right. So if you're one of those people that likes unlimited data, unlimited everything, and you want one low flat flat fee, flat price, Google Fi's offering is now top tier in my book. That's really nice to, to not have to think about some of those data caps, you know, because oftentimes that's that's what it comes down to, right? Like you, you show up somewhere, whether you're traveling, whether you show up at a friend's house and you're like, hey, yeah, hit me up with the uh, the Wi-Fi password. Yeah. You might, <laughs> I want to use your data, not necessarily the, the data that I'm being charged on here on my phone, but of course, to, like every- it's nice to have, you know, an extra five bucks though on top of what we're currently paying to, if we were to switch over and get both, the, you know, both you and Emily, both Kate and I all on the same plan. Uh, that's some, definitely something we're going to keep in the back of our minds. That's not bad. Not bad at all. And they, of course, do throttle past a certain level of data usage. But that's what, that's what all the phone carriers exactly. do now. I think it's like after 35 gigs, you know, you're going to get the slower speeds. That's right. Yeah. Google Fi. They also uh, they offer a plan that allows you to use your phone anywhere around the world as well. They've got some other some of these other benefits, these perks. Uh, it just costs twice as much at $40 a month. But the cool thing is, is that you can switch back and forth between plans whenever you want, which, man, that is an awesome degree of flexibility. Um, you know, and so, for instance, if you have a maybe you've got a vacation planned in, say, June, well, just all you got to do is switch over to the more expensive plan for a month and then you can just switch right back in July. I think that's really cool. Um, and like any decent cell phone company, they don't do any activation fees or contracts, uh, and it's incredibly easy to sign up. So it's definitely something to keep in mind. Makes me think. You remember like internet cafes, Joel, like back in the day, oh, like yeah. when you would travel abroad. I remember specifically Kate and I in Paris one time, and we were. We, we, I can't remember what we we're trying to figure out, but all I do remember is having to go to this internet cafe, which felt like it had been built in like the, the late 90s. <laughs> it probably had, to be honest. Uh, and we dropped like an obscene amount of money trying to get on the internet and figure out, you know, where we needed to be, but, you know, by what time. Those basically plans like this render internet cafes obsolete. That's right. right? Uh, and so in one way, I see that as a, a very awesome thing that we don't have that problem anymore. On the other hand, though, I'm also thinking through it from the standpoint of like vacations. What are you supposed to do on vacation? Just like completely unplug. And so it might be a little bit difficult, to, uh, more difficult to relax if it's that easy for us just to, oh, I'm just going to switch over to an international plan. You know, it's a little bit more difficult to get away from it all. If you're still getting pinged, you're going to have to maybe uh, implement a little more self-discipline if you're planning a, a little escape for yourself. Yeah, and for a while, the best way to save money was to get a SIM card from like a European carrier if you were over there, pop it in and use their service for a, a little p- short period of time. But how much easier is it if you can stay on the same carrier, but then also not get charged exorbitant fees? Because for a long time, for a lot of people, using their cell phone overseas was just prohibitively expensive. Like you had to switch to another carrier, a local carrier, in order to not get charged an arm and a leg. Right. So it, or you had to be like a fancy business person. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Let me get my international phone out. Yeah, <laughs> but these, these Google Fi plans 
aliens <laughs> make it a whole lot oh, easier yeah. for international travelers and the price is right now all right matt i wanted to ask you real quick baseball of course is back i know you don't really care my braves are they playing after the, the players union in uh, mlb yeah that kind of all that figured they got that they got that figured out took, right so, so, took some of the steam out of baseball starting up again for me those negotiations but um yeah my braves they won the world series last year of course and i'm hopeful but also realistic i don't yeah, they're my braves too i don't know even though i don't happen i don't again. keep up with them no nah, they're not your braves they're but just the, uh, they are the atlanta braves i live in atlanta so they're my braves <laughs> all right but i wanted to ask you i saw the other day our local atlanta journal constitution reported that the braves are offering a 151 dollar burger and lobster tail combo yeah i saw that i know you're probably not going to a game this year but if you do is that something you'll get it's got the uh, gold leaf foie gras or something like that it's like coated basically it just looks like a gold piece of like a gold patty i guess i don't know only like. the finest <laughs> well so what's the uh, what's the concession policy at the uh, at the truest stadium there uh, where the Braves play because back in the day you can still bring in you, you can bring your I own think food in like in? a clear bag you can bring in your own concessions okay see I cook, like cook those hot dogs up I like that because yeah. that's how we used to do it you know we grill the hot dogs up wrap them in foil pack them in the little backpack take them there take advantage of the stadium's concessions uh, let's use their ketchup and mustard and relish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't normally do onions, but I see you've got some fresh onions out here. I'm going to sprinkle some of those on, Thanks, top, guys. on top as well. Actually, so is that cheap? So this is like a little hidden frugal or cheap. Yeah, Back I in mean, the day, yeah, I would call that very frugal, but... I think some folks might argue that, like, no, nah, man, it's it's like a it's a part of the experience to go to the ballpark. You actually, you know, there's a brand of hot dogs called Ballpark Franks or whatever because that's such a, an ingrained part of going to to see a game, right? Right. Yeah. No, and I think it's okay to. It's kind of like it's kind of like getting popcorn and going to see a movie. Yeah. Like if it's, you budget it's just a for part it of the movie, and that's something you love, that's great. But I think if you make it just a knee jerk habit every time to buy whatever at the ballpark, and especially if you're going for this like burger lobster tail combo, knee jerking on the uh, 150. <laughs> right. You're maybe just a little too fancy for us. Um, yeah. So this this is probably something I will avoid, like the plague. But you know, a, a hot dog every now and again at the ballpark, not a bad idea. I will say, fortunately, our soccer team has Ooh. reasonable uh, prices. Oh, I thought you were talking about their winning streak. Oh, that's not big. or lack thereof. <laughs> <laughs> no, but at least they have a, a winning streak at the of concession prices because you yes. can get a hot dog for like a dollar fifty. Oh gosh, so you can great. get a drink for like two fifty or something. I mean, the, the prices are popcorn for a buck. That's right. Uh, yeah, there's there's there, there's a marked difference. And that's one of the things that they, you know, that they chose to do very intentionally at the the, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium is that like, you know what, no matter what, concessions, food, they're going to be incredibly affordable. But it is unfortunate that other places are still charging, you know, 12, 14, 15 bucks for a beer. I don't know what it costs there at the uh, at the Braves. I still haven't even been to see a, a game up there at that new stadium. So right. I'll have to remedy that I'll soon. I'll take you up there one of these days. And maybe we'll put this out there as kind of a question to the Facebook group. I'm curious to hear what other people think. Like, do you, or, or maybe like when you go to the movie theater or if you go to a ball game, are you buying concessions or are you bringing your own? You show up with your own yeah. candy, your own uh, <laughs> sour straws or whatever candy you like to, what, what do you like to take to the movies? Yeah, I mean, it's been a long time since I've been to a movie. I was going to go to the Batman, but then my kids got sick, so yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't go. <laughs> so right. I'm trying to think of the last time I went, but probably, I don't know, like some Junior Mints or, or some Skittles or something. I don't know. Reese's Pieces, man. Yeah, That's those are good, too. Classic. Take it back to E.T. But okay, let's keep moving. We've got a bunch of additional stories we want to get to, including that one about why some college degrees might be for dummies. Uh, we got that one, plus that really sweet additional credit card perk that is now being offered. We'll get to those, plus others, right after this. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. 
So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. And now a word from the show sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal. Rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Spring cleaning is kind of an annual rite of passage. We've all got to do it, minimize the junk that we have in our house. Emily and I, we just cleaned our closets out. It took hours, but it was so worth it. Now we've only got stuff in there that we love, and it's easier to find everything too. And so, you know, while cleaning your closets is helpful, well, there's something else you can do for your family this spring. Shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius, for example, is a really important part of your financial planning for the year. That's right. Yeah. And here is the thing that's important to remember, because you might be thinking you don't need to check out Policy Genius because you've got a policy through work. But even if you have a life insurance policy through your job, it may not offer you enough protection for your family's needs. And it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius works for you, not the insurance companies, and that means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. They do everything from hyper-targeting best fit prospects through campaign optimization. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads, and has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no-obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention, new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. All right, we're back. The Friday flight continues. And of course, we always get to the ludicrous headline of the week at this point in the show. Matt, this one comes from the New York Post. And it reads, 
<laughs> it's just a, the best title. <laughs> Bitcoin fans are psychopaths who don't care about anyone. Study shows, and uh, um, yeah, so this good. I, I love that people are studying this. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like maybe we need to slowly back away from this headline because it's <laughs> just so over the top. But uh, scientists at Queensland University of Technology apparently did this study of just over 500 investors. Small sample size, much, and uh, and then they found that that many of these people showed traits of narcissism, psychopathy, and sadism. <laughs> and so I'm not really sure how to take this study besides with a grain of salt. Yeah, it turns out that if you're a traditional investor, you only have to worry about gluttony. So like, <laughs> you're, you're off the hook. You're going to be all right. Right. So yeah, maybe there's um, a little bit of overconfidence in some of the crypto community. I, I think there's probably some truth to that, but I'm not sure how just investing in an asset class like crypto is indicative of, let's say, a larger personality disorder. I'm not sure I get that correlation. It certainly seems like it would be a stretch to, to say that anybody who owns any Bitcoin is a psychopath. But I will say, like Bitcoin, it is clearly a like a highly volatile asset, right? I mean, uh, if you own Solana, you're definitely a psychopath. <laughs> just kidding. If you own Dogecoin, maybe you love dogs, though. <laughs> uh, but just generally speaking, if you own crypto, like that probably means that you are more comfortable with uh, with risk, right? And so it makes sense that the folks who would invest in riskier ways that they might share some personality traits. Uh, but that headline is just absurd, and the uh, the study didn't actually seem to to dig very deep where they were just drawing lines between personality tendencies and investing behavior where none might exist. And to be clear, the crypto space, it does show some evidence of like cult-like behavior, just the way folks kind of jump on different bandwagons and uh, are willing to throw tons of their money into a coin that didn't even exist a week ago, but it now exists because somebody got slapped on stage. (laughs) Uh, And so we advise folks to to tread lightly and to not completely buy into the hype. But you can hold some crypto uh, and not be a total nutter. Uh, Like, you know, we've talked about owning 5% of your portfolio uh, within something like crypto. But beyond that, we want you to be extremely careful. And we would say 5% at most, right? Because I yes. think for yeah, a lot yeah. of people, zero exposure is just fine. And we're cool with that too. So, uh, and, and you know and what? Luckily, I mean, luckily, crypto isn't seeing some sort of resurgence right now, uh, at least not at this very minute, <laughs> <laughs> because that's how volatile it is. But I feel like we have to talk folks down from the ledge more often if it's like, you know, if it's blasting to the moon. Right now, it's just like, all right, folks, aren't feeling the need to jump in uh, maybe when they shouldn't be. Yeah. All right. So let's move on. Let's talk about college for a second, Matt, and degrees. And it turns out college enrollment is down more than 5% since 2019. COVID obviously has changed the value proposition for, for teenagers who are considering higher education. And taking a gap year, I think, can make sense for lots of high school graduates anyway. But particularly in the current environment, um, it has made a lot more sense to, yeah, I'll go to college. I'm going to push that off a year or two. Um, and so it, let, let's be honest, though, all the headlines about student loan debt, they seem to have had maybe a sobering influence on young folks and their families. Maybe that's part of it, too, the $1.6 trillion number and seeing how hard maybe the generation that went before them is having it when it comes to college debt. Maybe that's having an influence. Mm-hmm. And so as the cost of college has continued to rise, I think we would say it makes even more sense to think twice about whether or not pursuing that degree makes sense in the first place. Yep, totally, man. We, we've talked about this before, but the Times had an article this week discussing how degrees matter less than they used to. And then uh, the journal, Wall Street Journal, not to be outdone, uh, they <laughs> they followed it up with one of their own about blue-collar workers nabbing jobs in the tech space without uh, getting a, a college education. There are a lot of employees out there who never saw themselves uh, in the tech sector, and now they're sitting there at that computer, uh, you know, working behind a desk. Uh, but you know, given the tight labor market, employers are using that four-year degree as a screening 
tool far less often. Back in 2017, 51% of job listings required a degree, but then last year, only 44% had that same requirement. So yeah, maybe some of those high school graduates will skip college altogether and still be able to find some career success and to find some fulfillment within the work that they're doing while making a good paycheck without having to actually gone through four years of schooling. Yeah, and without being saddled with debt right as they're entering into the workforce. And and I think a lot of people will, Matt. I think this is going to become more of a thing. Um, and it's not that we hate college, by the way. Matt and I, we both have four-year degrees and, and they have been helpful to us over the years. And then the average lifetime income for someone who graduates with a bachelor's degree is still much higher than someone who only gets a high school diploma. But you know what we take issue with is the fact that our society has made college the end-all be-all solution for basically everyone mm-hmm. <laughs> and saying it's one size fits all. But the key to making college a worthwhile endeavor is choosing a major that can translate to increased earnings and then keeping your borrowing to a minimum at the same time. And so that's why, Matt, I, I was actually excited to see there was a, another headline in CNBC and it said that uh, free college is available now in 30 states. And it didn't even take federal legislation to make this happen. So if we want more people to go to college, we have to make it more financially accessible. Mm. And I think with lower enrollment, more states entering into this equation to help create two-year or four-year degrees at public education institutions that don't cost any money. I think that's going to help a lot of people get a college education that might have otherwise decided not to. And I think at the same time, it's going to get easier in the coming years to make a solid income, even if you opt out of the college path altogether. Yeah. I mean, I think I like that path a little bit more, right? It's not necessarily this make something more easily accessible to those who don't even necessarily want to go. Regardless of if college is free or not, I think it's worth like really thinking through whether this is something that you should be doing. Because I think yeah. there are a lot of folks out there who, who are not necessarily cut out for college. And to this, Walmart, they just sounded the alarm that it needs more truck drivers. They've upped their starting salaries to almost six figures. I think you can earn between like ninety dollars and $110,000 a year to drive a truck. I realize not everyone wants to become a truck driver, but if you can you know, double your salary overnight, you might even consider doing this if you're like, you know what? I kind of don't mind being out on the open road. I don't mind driving a truck. I, I'm kind of a solitary guy. I just want to sit there and listen to Matt and Joel talk about <laughs> what to do with my, <laughs> what you to can, do with your, your personal finance. Finances. Listen to a lot of how to money if you become a truck you driver. You could put us on that like 0.5 speed. Like <laughs> that's a, a lot of how to money hours right that's there. Right. But I guess what I'm pointing out there is that I think it's a good thing that college is becoming more affordable. I want, I do want there to be more affordable options. I do want there to be more scholarships available. I do want community college to be more of a thing that's uh, not looked down upon, especially for those first couple of years. But I still think it's smart for, for folks to not make that knee-jerk reaction that just because something is free, that we flock to it, right? Because we have that mentality. When, when something is labeled as free, we find it way more attractive, even than if it just costs uh, a very small amount of yeah. money. And so I just think the same thing can, can apply here. And it's worth thinking through how it is that you want to live your life, how you want to spend your time. Yeah, I think it's worth looking to uh, a country like Germany too when you when you see how many uh, apprenticeship programs they have yeah, for yeah. people who don't want to go to college but they want to become a skilled tradesperson and that is so much more common there than it is here and I think yeah we could stand to learn something from them as well all right Matt let's get to that that credit card perk that uh, that we wanted to mention this one's outside the box so you can forget about cashback or travel rewards <laughs> those are usually right the top two things that you're going to get from a new credit card that you're looking at um, but the new perk of this credit card that we want to mention is access to free investing advice. And so American Express and Vanguard have teamed up to allow cardholders access to a Vanguard advisor for some one-on-one investing help. You don't even have to have one of the fancy cards with the ridiculous $500 annual yeah, fees or anything yeah, the like platinum that. platinum card. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to pick that one. You can... 
Pick one of the basic cards. I'm sure that's what folks were thinking. They're like, oh, yeah, sure, I've got to drop a lot of money in order to, to receive those high-end perks. It's kind of like the fancy lounges at the airports, right? It's like, oh, okay, someone's going to talk to me about my money, someone's going to shine my shoes, and while I get to sip on this free cocktail <laughs> <laughs> in the Delta Sky Lounge or whatever. Right. Well, unfortunately, no, with, with this offer, you can get just a basic card that doesn't have an annual fee, and you can still have access to this perk. You, you'll need to have at least $10,000 in investments in order to qualify with Vanguard. Here's the thing, though. If you have $100,000 socked away with Vanguard, you'll have ongoing access to a Vanguard advisor for free. And so I think this is a cool partnership because it allows cool. a lot of folks to talk to someone about their investments for, for no money. And if you feel uncomfortable making your own decisions when it comes to picking funds, but you've been unwilling to pay an advisor big bucks, this could be just right for you. We don't necessarily think that hiring a financial advisor is right for everyone or, or even for most folks. But yeah, if you qualify under the terms of this Amex Vanguard a- agreement, then this could be just the perfect way to get some of that hand-holding that you want without having to fork out hundreds or, or even thousands of dollars of your own money. Yeah, and if you have a savings account with American Express, you can earn additional cash bonuses based on the amount that you've accrued inside your investment account. Uh, and so that's another sweet sweet perk that they're offering. Uh, if you don't have an Amex card and you want to participate, you can just consider something as simple as the Blue Cash Preferred card. We've talked about this here on the show before, but that's the one. Uh, like It does have an annual fee of 95 bucks, but it tends to pay for itself really quickly if you use it uh, to pay for groceries because of that 6% reward that you receive at grocery stores. And just like the Fed has told us, food at home, <laughs> aka groceries, you know, we're seeing how that's up 10%. And so I don't think it will take very long for you to quickly earn back that 95 bucks uh, and then some. But it's just refreshing. This is great, I think, man. It's, it's, it's great to see a credit card company offering new outside-of-the-box benefits. At the same time, I don't want folks to think that we're Vanguard fanboys. Just today, I got an email from Fidelity, and they were basically promoting this free course. Anybody who's invest, an investor with Fidelity, uh, they're having a, an online course coming up soon where you can sign up. You can learn about some more kind of uh, complicated ways to invest, which may not be necessary, <laughs> but they're like talking about options. But either way, what they're doing, they're, they're, you know, these different brokerages are trying to find ways to get business. They're trying to find ways to educate. They're trying to find ways to help their clients. Generally speaking, we like the move towards helping you with your money. That's what we do here. Although neither Vanguard or Fidelity, neither of them have a beer, a, a tasty craft beer in hand <laughs> as they're, they're doing this help. It's because compliance would let them. Right. Uh, <laughs> they're not allowed to. The SEC said uh, no. But we are allowed to do that. So you can continue to listen to How to Money uh, three times a week. We hope everybody has a great weekend. And uh, we've got a great Ask How to Money episode lined up for you this coming Monday. So you can look forward to that one. That's right. So that's going to do it for this episode. So, Matt, until next time, best friends out. Best friends out. girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. 
I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.